the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Homebuyer. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The U.S. has given the final go-ahead for the nation's first-ever COVID-19 vaccine. And now, optimistic officials in charge of the program say they believe that those... uh, Vaccines will be available very soon. I expect the first shipments to arrive Monday morning. That's General Gustav Perna. He heads up Operation Warp Speed. Distribution is now a go after final FDA approval for the vaccine yesterday. President Trump says that uh, the Pfizer vaccine is more effective than they had been hoping. Pfizer and Moderna have announced their vaccine is approximately 95% effective, far exceeding expectations. These vaccines are also very safe. Shots will begin in a few days after yesterday's decision by the FDA. It described the vaccine from Pfizer and its German partner as safe and strongly protective. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher has the president's back. The bottom line is this president was loyal and fought for the American people for four years. If you are in the mood to abandon him now, you knock yourself out. But for me... I'm going to stick with the, the American president who has accomplished so much in such a short period of time. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Whether you're listening from outside the Twin Cities or in AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian, and for the weather today, it's going to be a high 32 degrees and cloudy. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back, and we're looking to pay your rent or mortgage for all of next year. You can enter once a day at am1280thepatriot.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is brought to you by Tom and Tiny of a new American funding. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Good afternoon. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My mission, save Western civilization one bit at a time. Covering my watch, covering my sector here in the upper Midwest, uh, within the sound of my voice, doing the best I can along with a lot of other great people doing their best to save this civilization. And boy, are we up against some doozies of attackers here. We'll be talking, by the way, uh, uh, with one of the uh, the people on the right side of this. Uh, Next, uh, actually, later on this hour, I'll be talking with Peter Wood, author of the book 1620, which is a fact check, a rebuttal, 
and a counterpoint to the 1619 Project, the New York Times is, uh, I won't say fraudulent, just say deeply historically troublingly off, uh, incomplete, context-deprived, inaccurate uh, takedown of American history entirely as as a vehicle for slavery. We'll be talking with Peter Wood about that uh, later on in this hour here. Also in this show, lots to talk about here. We'll be talking about uh, the, well, what are the, uh, one of the offshoots of the legal push, I should say, generally speaking, with a few exceptions, the largely misbegotten legal push to try and challenge last month's election in court, uh, with the big exception so far, perhaps, maybe, being the Georgia case uh, coming up here, which may actually get us something useful, although it's highly doubtful that it will uh, get uh, overturn the results of the election. I mean, it's time to potentially face facts and uh, point out that we may be looking at President, uh, we're very likely looking at President Biden uh, getting elected by the Electoral College, which I believe takes place on Monday. It's either Monday or Friday of this coming week. The Electoral College will be voting, and it looks likely that the that the next president will be Kamala Harris. <laughs> Did I say Kamala Harris? Um, I meant I meant Joe Biden. Well, for a while anyway. And the reason I say for a while is this. You recall the Hunter Biden corruption story uh, that uh, came out in the weeks before the election, uh, the story in which. Uh, it it was pointed out that Hunter Biden was on the take from any number of of places, and in fact, his father was fully uh, not knowledgeable of his ties to to overseas, especially Chinese communist uh, money. This is a well known story, which the media and its social media counterparts in public relations maintenance for the Democratic National Committee. Fully suppressed, suppressed hard, suppressed with extreme prejudice, suppressed with all the grace of a bunker buster bomb hitting a doghouse before the election. Suddenly, I mean, to the point where Twitter actively stymied mainstream media attempts, not just conservative media, not just talk radio, not just Twitter warriors, but the New York Post for the love of Pete, uh, attempt to uh, their attempt to publicize the story was actively suppressed by Twitter, by uh, was was downplayed by Facebook, was ignored by the mainstream media. Until this past week. So why, one might ask, would a story that was untouchable in October suddenly be <clears throat> discoverable, dare I say, permissible, not a month, la- barely a month later, now two months later. Why, it's almost, I say almost, as if they were worried about hurting Biden and Harris's chances before November, but realizing that the only, quote, downside, end quote, now is President Harris. And uh, by the way, uh, a, a survey this past week uh, by the uh, media, Research, uh, media Research Center showed that 17 percent of Biden voters uh, of, of a sample of 1700 or so Biden voters, nearly one in six of them would have changed their vote had they known the allegations and the solidity 
of the allegations against Hunter Biden and potentially, it is alleged, his father, the current president-elect, which would have been enough to throw the election to, to President Trump. I mean, there's not enough fraud in the world, he says, hopefully, hoping history won't prove him wrong. There should not be, in a rational world, enough fraud, even in our blue fraud centers, to enable the Democratic uh, Democrat candidate to <laughs> weather a 17% defection rate over a story like this two months ago. But two months have passed, and by all odds, and I'm sorry, Mike Gallagher, I, uh, I'm not giving up on the president right now, uh, if you heard the promo during the break. Uh, I, I I don't see a way under the Constitution, under the laws as they are currently enacted, that leaves us with a President Trump getting a second term at this point. If you want to argue with me about this, feel free at 651-289-4488. But what has changed in the last two months is since we are looking potentially at President-elect Biden and, the pers- uh, con- <laughs> and that President Biden was basically put in place, indeed, dare I say, propped up as a nominee to serve a second purpose. By the way, let's let's take a little quick jaunt through the last year of history. If you look back to the Iowa primaries, to the New Hampshire uh, caucus, no, it's the Iowa caucuses, New Hampshire primaries, sorry, backwards. If you look back to them, Joe Biden's performance in both of those was underwhelming to the extreme. I mean, Bernie Sanders was looking like he had the inside track on the nomination. Boy, if only. And it took a massive intervention by what we are currently told is the mainstream, quote, moderate, end quote, wing of the of the Democratic Party to get him propped up enough to drag him over the finish line against Bernie and his hordes. But the Democratic Party at large is not controlled by moderates. You look at the people who are in power, you, from their chairman, Tom Perez, down through their Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, down through their leading voices nationwide, everything from the squad, uh, Tide Padavita and Ilhan Ilcorrupto uh, Omar and the rest of the crowd, to the people who govern the DFL uh, here in Minnesota at the state level who reflect the National Party's uh, predilections. I mean, you have Governor Waltz, who was a paper moderate for a number of years, but has basically sold what passes for his political soul to the progressive wing of the DFL. And in fact, there's a fair case to be made that Peggy Flanagan has as much power running this state as Governor Klink does. So the Democratic establishment, realizing right after caucus and primary time or early in the caucus and primary process that that uh, Bernie Sanders would have been a disaster at the polls this past fall for the Democratic Party, realized they needed someone to drag the Democrat brand across the finish line, pulled out all the stops funding wise, messaging wise, everything wise to get, let's be honest, an addled declining old man, I say this with all love in my heart for, 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 for elders, to drag him across the finishing line, finish line purely 
and simply as a delivery system for the progressive wing of the party. Dragging along with him, Kamala Harris, one of the first progressives to drop out of the race last year. I mean, I mean, a person whose campaign uh, flamed out early and decisively. And so and by the way, even had the Democratic uh, mainstream talking openly about invoking the 12th Amendment to get uh, to, to as a potential means of getting Biden out of power once his decline became too uh, harsh, too obvious to hide anymore as if it as if it needs to. And I say this with no mocking in my heart whatsoever. I have family with dementia. It's not pretty. It's not pleasant. It's nothing to laugh about. But someone who I think we have a fair case to be made suffers from it clearly and presently is our president-elect in line to be the most powerful person in the world. So it is the donkey in the room here, folks. At, at, at any rate, before the election, uh, Nancy Pelosi was talking openly about invoking the 12th Amendment to remove, uh, showing means to remove the president if need be for, for means of, of uh, some form of incapacity or another. And that would lead, by the way, to an epic constitutional crisis because it's never been invoked before. Best of my knowledge, I'm sure Brad Carlson will check me if, if that's in error. But if the president is embroiled in, uh, in a scandal and needs to resign to save the integrity of the office, why, that's something that makes the Democratic Party look principled and noble, even, dare one say. And that my friends, is why suddenly, two months after it actually broke, the story of Hunter Biden and his widespread alleged corruption, which sat untouched during the election, is suddenly being, and I quote, discovered, end quote, because they were worried about hurting the Democrats' chances before November. And now the only quote, downside, end quote, is the, like, is, the, is the fact that you're going to get President Kamala Harris out of the deal, potentially even giving her the potential to run for three terms if they really like their results. Almost. Do I sound cynical? I must sound cynical. 651-289-4488, the number to call, uh, should you care to join us, and I hope you will. You can also join me on Twitter, at hashtag Narn Show, that's N-A-R-N Show, or Mitchell P. Berg on Parlor, Parlor.com. Either way, join us. Operators are standing by. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. This service member's greeting is brought to you by Snelling Heating. Hello, my name is Ensign Brian Hart. I'm stationed in the U.S. Navy. Hi to my mom, Jolene. 
my stepdad, Todd. Happy holidays to you all. Snelling Heating is proud to salute our soldiers serving to keep us safe this holiday. At Snelling, they work 24-7 to keep you and your family safe and warm on our cold Minnesota nights. Be sure your family is safe this holiday by scheduling a 21-point furnace check today at SnellingCompany.com. Parents, are you happy with your children's at-home high school experience? Wondering if you're doing all you can to prepare them for the next step in their life? Check out Salem Career Hub online at SalemCareerHub.com. Whether it's college prep school, a four-year university, an MBA, or learning real-world vocational skills needed to start a career, get connected with top-ranked online schools and leading skills-based short-term training programs like full-stack software development from the co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak, to online XR programs. Teaching hands-on vocational courses for HVAC, welding, plumbing, facilities management, electricians, solar, and more. All at a special reduced Salem Career Hub price. Better your child's life through education. Our team of educational experts are available to help you Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. Just call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275. Or online at SalemCareerHub.com. Election fraud, radical abortion rights, open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film, Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire radical George Soros and the scheme to remake America online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99 or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Visit SalemNow.com and use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. The Northern Alliance Radio Network presenting the Christmas Mortgage Miracle. Looking to pay your rent or mortgage for all of next year. You can enter to win daily at am1280thepatriot.com, so be sure to check in daily at the Freedom Fan Club page at am1280thepatriot. With all the money you save, you could take take so many courses of action, a long vacation, kick some money into the kids' college fund, prompt up your investments, maybe put it towards that home reno you've been looking about for all these years. Anyway, doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle is brought to you by Tom Matiny. That's Tom Matiny of New American Funding. Check it out. Do it. My name is Mitch Berg, by the way, in case you missed it the first time. Brad Carlson uh, popping up tomorrow here on the schedule, as he tends to do every single uh, Sunday, 1 to 3 p.m. What the heck is Berg talking about? We'll get to that here. Anyway, big show coming up today. We're going to be talking with, uh, again, Peter Wood. Uh, from the book 1620, author of the book 1620, an important counterpoint to the New York Times's, shall we say, factually 
tenuous 1619 project. Uh, we'll be talking with him at the bottom of the hour here. We'll be looking for your calls there, by the way, 651-289-4488. Troubling, uh, I, here's an evergreen statement, it says troubling currents going on in Minneapolis right now, actually throughout the state, but Minneapolis in particular being sort of the, the canary in the coal mine for the entire state when it comes to progressive policy. It, it was nationwide news this past week. The Minneapolis City Council voted to shift about $8 million in police funding to expand other services, including violence prevention and mental health crisis response teams. But in the face of a veto threat from the mayor, the council also voted to keep the police staffed at current levels, reversing earlier plans to cut officers from the force. Now, what that will mean is that uh, some of the things that a police force needs to do are needs to have, other than just straight-up staffing, are going to get cut. What's going to get cut? Uh, you got to figure training, uh, perhaps maintenance on vehicles, perhaps uh, facilities. Something is going to get hacked if when you're knocking out one dollar out of every twelve. Uh, sorry, that's that's not quite right here. But uh, eight million dollars uh, from from the from the police budget here. Now, say what you will about Jacob Fry, he's certainly not a good crisis mayor, but. For a DFLer, he actually ran on a platform of trying to uh, help uh, the police reform rather than uh, hacking them down at the root like the rest of the city council started out doing. Lisa Bender, of course, having been somewhat chastened by uh, by her uh, by her experiences during the rioting, being a police defunder but then having to call 911 uh, and, by the way, also get uh, special security protection at taxpayer expense. Maybe she's come around or maybe she just realized the polling has been so bad uh, that she needs to sort of moderate her approach. We'll see. We'll find out. But th- this this is part, however, of a, of a trend that I think is is even more troubling in its own way. Uh and he, it, it, life in Minneapolis, I don't think this is a controversial statement. Life in Minneapolis has been getting a little less, a little uglier for the last, for, for some time now. I mean, if you're a conservative, you go out to a Trump rally, you know that uh, the, the mayor is going to uh, basically give Antifa uh, an agreed invitation to, to come and hassle you and your family. And we know that this is the case because it's he said it in his own basically his own words uh, over a year ago. But since the riots, since the the entire George Floyd fracas, uh, the quality of and, and by the way, even before that, crime was getting fairly out of control, had been out of control for years on the north side, uh, had been leaking down into the warehouse district, one of the Minneapolis uh, entertainment crown jewels which between rioting, crime, and uh, COVID is a shell of its former self right now. We're seeing something that I think you might want to find even more troubling. I mean, when you think of your stereotype of a banana republic dictator, it's that they do their oppressing from above, the military, with the police force, with a with a legal system that gets debased uh, for the convenience of well, those in power, and so on. And that's all true, by the way. I mean, the KGB, the, the, the Gestapo, the, the, in Iran, the Revolutionary Guards, they were, or in the present tense, are all pretty effective at making life miserable, sometimes nasty, brutish, and short, 
for anyone who doesn't toe the authorities' lines, and sometimes even those who do, just to be safe. I mean, dictators, whether they be a single strongman like a Joseph Stalin or a committee of strongmen like, say, the Mullahs, uh, sometimes kill off people who aren't sufficiently enthusiastically friendly enough just to play it safe. But Americans, well, we've been blessed to live in a place where, for the most part, we haven't had to learn about how authoritarians subjugate us, not just from above, yet, but from below, by weaponizing the underclass, or even, not even the class, but society's pathologies against who? The middle. All of us working stiffs and normals in the middle uh, of the whole thing. But history is not just history, mind you, but current events are both chock full of examples. And most Americans are just completely blissfully uneducated about all of them. Okay, now, the Soviets, almost 100 years ago, weaponized envy against the closest thing existed to a middle class in much of the the former Soviet Union, the the kulaks, uh, the farmers who had, through their own hard work, managed to build up some sort of material reserve uh, to to help make life a little less brutish, which, by the way, was like counter-revolutionary. It was a, it was a, it was a term that Soviets could basically bend to fit anyone that they wanted to get shunted out of the way to a gulag and death, sort of like racist or misogynist or fascist are today, uh, terms that mean pretty much anything that they want to to that they want it to to get someone they don't like neutralized either socially or well literally the brown shirts by the way the the Sturmabteilung, as they were called in Nazi Germany but we call them the brown shirts they were basically another popular way for people with no particular talent skill or future in life to to fit into something by way of being a thug and smacking down the opposition on behalf of the political party and by the way the communists had a similar group. They were called the Rote Fahne, Red Flag, which lives on today as, quote, anti, end quote, fa, and were exactly the same thing. A bunch of drooling droogs who went out and beat up the opposition. The Red Guards in China, same thing. Commissionari, the black shirts in Italy, yep, same thing. The former Panamanian strongman, Manuel Noriega, enlisted a group called the Dignity Battalions, basically a paramilitary uh, mass of down-and-outers and and slum-dwellers who basically found some dignity in their life by beating down opposition figures without a whole lot of ceremony. By the way, the Bolivarian militia of Venezuela, same thing. People who are unemployed and are looking for a paycheck from uh, the Maduro government and earn that pay by going out and smacking down the opposition. That's what they do. Anyway, the lesson is obvious if you pay attention to history. A population that's nervous, and by the way, as you have to be if you are one of the middle in any of those societies, from a kulak in the Soviet Union 90 years ago to a conservative in Portland, Oregon today, You have to worry not only about your government oppressing you from above, see also every bar and restaurant in Minnesota, but you have to worry about people from, and I say this not to condescend, but merely pointing out in terms of class hierarchy, people from below going after you as well. A population of people in the middle, like you and I, that's nervous about getting pummeled in the street, 
or even just publicly castigated out of public life, being canceled by a drooling mob of either keyboard commandos or literally armed people, legally supported at the very least, armed with legal authority by the powers that be, that you, you, you're you so scared of that that you can't do mundane to American things, uh, if you're an American. I mean, things that used to be considered normal, like organizing or speaking or opposing the regime. This ratchets up the consequences uh, of, of opposing the regime outside the range of where more and more people can actually tolerate the risk and the consequences. The lesson being nervous people are politically passive people. I say this because the Los Angeles County DA's office just issued a new directive decriminalizing, in effect, a wide range of activities, a wide range of of not-so-mundane criminal acts. Uh, things like, I mean, a, a lot of, including some fairly serious ones, like charging minors as adults for murder. And by the way, not to be left behind, uh, the Hennepin County has done the same thing. I mean, they're, uh, Mike Freeman announced this past week they're no longer going to be uh, assessing bail for a wide range of offenses, from fifth-degree sale of possession of narcotics, thefts under $35,000, motor vehicle theft, forgery, damage to property, carrying a fraudulent driver's license, possession of burglary tools. I can see that, maybe. Identity theft, mail theft. Possession of stolen or counterfeited checks, possession of shoplifting gear, whatever that is, insurance fraud, fourth-degree narcotics, possession or sale, counterfeiting. Of course, the feds will get you for that. Sales of simulated controlled substances, wrongfully obtaining public assistance. Oops, sorry, Ilhan Omar. I guess Ilhan Omar's in the clear. Wrongfully obtaining unemployment benefits, lottery fraud. All these things now have no bail in Hennepin County. Which, in effect, it's not that they legalize, but it just merely provides no direct consequences for skipping trial for people accused of all those crimes. All the burglars, vandals, porch pirates, kiters, shoplifters, frauds, drug dealers, counterfeiters, welfare cheats. Which means if they skip out, they'll just go and do the crime again and skip the next trial. (sighs) Peter Wood, when we come back on 1620, go nowhere. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761.
Think you can't afford life insurance? Think again. You might be surprised at how affordable it can be. 80% of Americans overestimate the cost of life insurance. Maybe it's time to swap a few small expenses for some big peace of mind. Life insurance can protect what matters most, and it's the right thing to do. Let's talk today. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Thanks to support from Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, the FishTwinCities.com is spreading joy all season long. King Wenceslas looked down on the feast of Stephen. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Tune in now for the soundtrack of the season, supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Listen in with the free Fish Twin Cities app. You can make a child's Christmas brighter with a gift of a toy. Hi, this is Marine veteran Tyler Kistner. Many families, including those of our military, are struggling, especially this Christmas. Please show you care and join me to donate a new toy or gift card today. Drop them off by December 18th at Christian Heritage Academy Lakeville, Superior Car Care Apple Valley, and Egan. Champion Plumbing Egan, AM 1280 The Patriot Egan, or my office in Burnsville. Visit KistnerForCongress.com for complete details. Thank you. Disappointed in your commercial cleaning? Are they continually late and just not getting it clean the way you would like? Look no further than Eli's Cleaning, your source for professional cleaning for office and medical buildings, schools, restaurants, nursing homes, apartment buildings, and turnovers. Get prompt, detailed cleaning with Eli's Cleaning. Great cleaning and done in a timely manner. Call for free estimates at 612-517-5737, Eli'sCleaningServices.com, or call 612-517-5737. Then fight! AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey! My name is Berg, by the way, and uh, don't forget, we're inviting you to join us and hundreds of thousands of other bright conservative voices flocking to Parlor, the new free speech-centered social media platform. Search for AM1280 The Patriot or Mitchell P. Berg and echo our trending topics and our news stories. We'll see you on the site where we will not be silenced. That's me, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM1280 uh, The Patriot. Uh, by the way, don't forget Brad Carlson coming up 1 to 3 tomorrow here on AM 1280 and our good friend King Banyan Saturday mornings 9 to 11 on our sister station AM 1440, The Businessman. I am a history buff. You should know this. A lot of us who work in talk radio are, and it has been particularly galling to watch the degree to which the New York Times' uh, project, the 1619 Project, has been accepted as... Black gospel, if you will, and I refer that in in parodic terms, not uh, racial terms, by so many of the progressive left, by indeed big left, as we refer to them. Uh, And I've been waiting for someone to come up with a definitive take on, let's say, a counterpoint from from historic perspective uh, on this. And, well, by golly, here we have it. It's my pleasure to welcome to the broadcast Peter Wood, author of 1620. Uh, a uh, response, if you will, a, a critique, a fact check. Uh, pick your term that you want here. But uh, Peter Wood, welcome to the Northern Alliance today. Pleasure to have you here. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. So what prompted you? You were, of course, the author of 1620, a critical response to the 1690 project. It seems like a self-evident question, uh, Peter Wood. But what what prompted you to take, uh, take on this project? 
Well, I, I woke up on the morning of August 18th, 2019, and found the New York Times on my doorstep, and I read the New York Times magazine that day, which was titled The 1619 Project. Um, I was appalled by what I read, all 100 pages of it. Um, went into work the next day. Since I'm the head of the National Association of Scholars, I have staff, and I called my people together and said, we've got to do something about this. So uh, I was on it from the very beginning, and uh, I think it's become even more urgent as the months and year has gone on. There we are. It certainly has. Now, obviously, as someone familiar with the history of the era, you you looked at it, I mean, from the description you just gave us, you looked at the 1690 Project. On first scan, sirens were going off, and yet... I know a lot of people, not just people in the media, not just people in the in in the business of of trafficking uh, trafficking opinion, but people that I gather with around the virtual water cooler, who have read sixteen nineteen. People who aren't dumb, people who work in, in engineering and applied science and all over the place, who have found it plausible, who have read it, and are not stupid people, and and find it all plausible. Before we go through and actually tackle what's wrong about the 1619 Project, uh, Peter Wood. Why do you think that this something that is so self-evidently wrong to so many people who are informed uh, has gotten so much traction among so many people who aren't idiots, Peter Wood? Well, off the top of my head, several reasons. Uh, first, the lack of history education in our public schools. You go on for 50 years deriding the nation and treating really assaults on its reputation as fact, you've prepared the way for something like the 1619 Project. People really don't know our history all that well. They know it superficially, and therefore they're vulnerable to this sort of distortion. Uh, second, I think that uh, our, our sense of truthfulness and facticity in history has been slowly eroding. We are exposed to historical movies that take great license with what actually happened, uh, historical romances and science fiction even, that has created a kind of susceptibility on the part of many people that says, well, it could be true. Uh, we call that in the trade postmodernism, that nothing's really true. It's all a matter of interpretation. And I think that's become second nature to a lot of Americans. And the third element, I would say, is a disposition to be cynical and skeptical towards uh, the traditional authorities. And um, some of that is is well-learned by those traditional authorities who have deceived us in many ways, so that people, not knowing whom to trust, will oftentimes trust sources that are even more dubious than the ones they're rejecting. Yeah, and I mean the, the topic of the, the debasement of history education, or really the, the complete vapidity of modern history education, is is something that was one of many factors that prompted me to pull my kids out of the public schools long ago. Uh, I did my best, honestly, but uh, but but the yeah the, the I, I observed when my kids were in the public schools here in in Minnesota, a a, a state that used to pride itself on the quality of its education. That literally the only things that got covered in 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 history education class was slavery and civil rights. So nothing else came up. So it's it's almost as if the ground has been prepared for a massive national slander 
about, or I should, maybe the better term is blood libel, when it comes to its its racial history, Peter Wood. I think national slander is an excellent phrase. I hadn't heard that one before, but uh, <laughs> that really does uh, reduce the 1619 project to its uh, its elements here. This is an assault on our national identity. It says right on the front cover of it that our uh, founding ideals were false when they were written. Those are the words of Nicole Hannah-Jones, the uh, editor and lead author of the 1619 Project. Um, false when they were written means that every time Americans thought that we were fighting for self-government, for the rule of law, for equality, for freedom, for no taxation without representation on down the line, we were just lying. What we were really about was trying to impose the white supremacy on uh, blacks and other people who were in the way of the total control of society by uh, one faction. Um, and that's the story that the 1619 Project tells. It, it begins with a fable about what actually happened in August of 1619. That, that fable itself is false, but it goes on to even more outrageous uh, falsehoods, such as the idea that the American Revolution was fought for the purpose of um, preventing the British from abolishing slavery in the New World, something they weren't about to do ever. But um, the, uh, the world of the 1619 uh, vision of America is that it's a grim place that has always been engaged in uh, radical subordination of the weak by the strong, and that uh, this is true to this very day. The abolition of slavery at the end of the Civil War made no difference. The, uh, the suppression of rights just continued on through the Jim Crow era on up to the present. So, uh, by the way, we're talking with Peter Wood, author of 1620, a refutation and a a counterpoint, at the very least, of the 1619 Project. If you have questions, by the way, or comments uh, for Peter Wood, give us a call, 651-289-4488. So, and and it's probably fair to say that the audience of a conservative talk station is probably not curling up at the New York Times every morning, but they are no doubt hearing uh, about the 1619 Project and its secondary effects in their daily lives in the workplace, at church, wherever. Uh, Peter, what, let's w- without giving away too much of the book, which we are here to plug, uh, make no mistake about it, uh, what, when people hear some of the falsehoods or stretches or manglings of context that came out of the book, some of which the authors have had to walk back in recent months. Uh, give us give us a quick idea of starting with the fable of 1619 that you cited earlier. What are some of the top areas, the key points that the, the, the 1619 project got wrong up to and including the point of defaming the American experiment? Well, the initial idea is that a a ship brought slaves to Jamestown, Virginia in August of 1619 and reduced to that sentence, that's true. Uh, What isn't true, what gets left out is that that ship was not bringing slaves to Virginia because Virginia wanted them. It was a pirate ship that had intercepted a Spanish slave ship in the Caribbean, captured the slaves, sold most of them in Bermuda, then brought the remainder northward. They got mangled in a storm. Uh, They were running out of provisions. They put in at uh, Jamestown and traded their 20-some slaves for food. 
that Virginia didn't want slaves. What it wanted was indentured servants. So the uh, slaves in this case, once they set foot on land, were indentured servants like most of the Englishmen who were there. Uh, In a few years, they worked off their indenture. They became free citizens. They intermarried with the white population. They became landowners. Some of them became quite prosperous. They entered into the judicial system. One sued a white neighbor and won in court, so so much for the color line back then. <laughs> nineteen is actually a, uh, a kind of hint of racial integration, a, uh, a multicultural society before we had the word for it. Um, and it was some 50 years later that chattel slavery begins. So the New York Times' project, starts with a falsehood. Um, That's not where slavery came from. Of course, I don't want to lose sight of their bigger point, which was that uh, this was the beginning of racial oppression in uh, America. And no, it wasn't. Uh, Slavery had been in the New World for more than 100 years earlier with the Spanish and the Portuguese bringing African slaves to places like uh, Florida and Georgia, as well as Mexico and South America, um, slavery had been indulged in by many, if not most, Native American tribes before Europeans ever set foot here, and slave trade was relatively minimal in the uh, English-speaking colonies, even after it was established 50 years later. That is to say, the vast majority of slaves brought to the New World were sent to South America, the Caribbean, Mexico, we got just a tiny percentage of them. So to treat America as the place that more or less invented slavery and created a economic, social, and political system that was based on uh, suppression of other people's rights, is just flat out wrong. But that's the story that's being told. Now, every stage of American history after that in the 1619 Project goes through this same uh, sieve in which the actual important facts are drained away. And what we get is this story of how it was all about race from the very beginning and remains so. And I want to touch on I want to touch on one part of that story in particular. When we come back, we got to take a quick break. We're talking with Peter Wood, author of 1620. Can we keep you for another segment here, Peter? Because I've got first of all, we've got callers on the line who are curious uh, about some questions here. Also, one of the most toxic uh, assertions of the 1619 Project. I, I'd love to hear your commentary on. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry, we're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Warning, warning, warning. 
Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, ooh, 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 yeah. Is your child struggling in school? Get the help you need now at half price with a voucher from Sylvan Learning. Students in Sylvan's personalized tutoring program typically see up to two to three times more growth in scores than other kids. Now get a $2,500 Sylvan Learning voucher for just $1,250 through this special offer from Sylvan in this station. Only two left. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab and Half Price Offers, or call the station now at 651-289-4413. It's reality check time. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Al and Mike. They'll be discussing a retirement reality study, which shows big disconnects in what you are expecting and planning for in retirement versus the reality of what many retirees are actually experiencing. Al and Mike will share with you how to avoid retirement pitfalls and keep your retirement planning on track. Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Al and Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or call them right now at 855-231-6010. The right to the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 if you have questions. For Peter Wood, author of 1620, A Critical Response to the 1619 Project, I've got a big question about this. Actually, the, the, the thing that I think has the most resonance with our current political situation, including this uh, current election. But the phone lines are jammed uh, with people looking to talk with Peter Wood. So I'm going to ask everyone on the line to get to their questions very uh, succinctly as possible. Uh, let's start things off with Mark in St. Louis Park here on the Northern Alliance with Peter Wood. I miss great guests. I'll be super quick. Uh, St. Louis Park School Board has uh, voted to, they're going to be teaching the 1619 Project in the St. Louis Park Schools. The question I have for Mr. Wood very quickly, are there any credential historians or academics who specialize in the country's founding the slave trade who agree with Mrs. Jones in the 1619 Project? And I'll hang up and listen. Great question, uh, Mr. Wood. Do we uh, still have Peter Wood? There we go. I'm sure you can you can find a few that uh, uh, have compromise their intellectual standards because they want to get right with the New York Times. But no reputable historian, person of distinction or well-known in the field, uh, believes that this story is true, that, that uh, the 1619 Project has just gone off the rails. It's telling, but even the New York Times now has backed away from calling history. They now call it a, a narrative and a what-if. Um, so they know it's not true. 
And in um, fact, I will say that the history, the, the community of historians, not all of them, certainly, but quite a number of them have surprised me by coming out and saying, OK, there's there's a lot here that that uh, doesn't really qualify as truth here, which is mildly gratifying, although there's a, a lot of room for improvement. Let's go to Shoreview. Bob, uh, you're on the air with uh, Peter Wood. Uh, make it quick. Yeah, my theory is that uh, this whole distorted teaching of American history ties in with trying to instill white guilt into Americans. And I think that we in modern American society are more susceptible to being manipulated by this guilt because we've rejected Judeo-Christian morality, you know, and that leaves people with more unresolved guilt. Judeo-Christian morality and or critical thought as a cultural value. Peter Wood, anything to add to that? Uh, no, I won't. I'll just endorse that view. I think it's entirely correct. Excellent. Now, what, one of the things that I think is the most galling and perhaps most dangerous in the long term uh, over uh, the 1619 Project and other uh, efforts like it uh, coming from well, what I call big left is this notion that the American system of government, our, our federalist system, was built as a means of upholding and and transmitting racism and slavery and, and the notion of white supremacy as it's become uh, in, in modern cliche parlance through the American system when it in fact it was quite the opposite. It was a way to allow people who fundamentally disagreed with each other about very important things to put a pin in the serious subjects and still run a functional government and society together. Something that we are in dire need of today. Uh, and and the, the notion of federalism has been so debased, devalued, and legally, uh, legally uh, softened, uh, watered down in recent years that this is this idea that federalism itself is a racist construct, potentially the most right. dangerous bit of fallout to come from this. Uh, your thoughts, Peter Wood? Well, I, I think that's exactly right. The Constitution was a, an instrument that uh, managed to navigate around what to do about slavery in order to create a United States. And uh, the, the founders were well aware that slavery was not something that could exist forever. They were um, in a great perplexity about how to end it, but they did want to end it. And the result of all of this was, uh, first of all, the end of the importation of slaves in, uh, in 1809. Um, and the, uh, the result of this is that federalism was our system of trying to bridge differences, which for a time were unbridgeable. Um, that system has continued to break down, first under Woodrow Wilson, but under later pres presidents as well, as people have sought to consolidate power at the national level and to deny the need for uh, regional compromise. I do think that our current politics are very much a part of what the 1619 Project was about, even in its inception. That's what the Times was trying to do. So chicken and egg question following on from that statement, Peter Wood, did the 1619 Project and other acts, uh, uh, other publications of abject historical ignorance uh, are, lead to, to this? Uh, or, 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 sorry, are they products of our society's ongoing, uh, growing sense of ignorance about its own history? Or is it the other way around? Did, uh, are, are they an attempt to foster this ignorance, uh, in your opinion, Peter Wood? On my opinion, that ignorance was manufactured. We did know how to teach our history at one point. 
history is always being revised, of course. We were finding new facts and we were putting new emphases on things. But it was really the hard left that decided that uh, Americans knowing their own history was an obstacle to their gaining power. So there has been this movement now really over about 50 years, if you go back to its very origins, in which we see uh, our school curricula around the country turned in the direction of a first a soft kind of anti-Americanism, but increasingly a harder, more bitter form. Um, outstanding in that progression was uh, Howard Zinn's People's History of the USA. That uh, was a, a hardcore, pro- profoundly loyal communist deciding that he could slander the United States, your word, and in a fashion that would be entertaining to cynical teenagers. And lo and behold, his, his history book became the most popular in the United States. So when Hannah Jones comes along with the 1619 Project, there is already this reception built for it. The, the proponents of Howard Zinn were all in on it immediately. Organizations like the Southern Poverty Law Center jumped oh. in to promote it. The Pulitzer Foundation, of course, gave Hannah Jones a Pulitzer Prize. The leftist establishment decided that this stuff had to stay, and and it has been founded on, I would say, a long-term project of making Americans forget their past. This, and of course, that is an essential part of the culture war that we're all engaged in. I, we need to do this again. Peter Wood, it's been a pleasure to talk. Scary, but a pleasure. You're, of course, the author of 1620, a critical response to the 1619 Project, a must-read for everyone in this audience. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, absolutely crucial stuff for people to absorb, understand, and pass on to their neighbors. When we come back, a look at Minneapolis and much more. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. The Patriot Freedom Fan Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take your family on vacation, put in a pool, or to help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at am1280thepatriot.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Patriot Freedom Fan Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal. And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. 
Mike Gallagher thrilled to be co-hosting the Stand with Israel tour again. In 2021, this tour of the Holy Land will bring us face-to-face with one of the country's most important allies and one of the most fascinating spiritual places on Earth. More than a vacation, this is a bucket list trip. I personally want to invite you to join us. Register now, worry-free, no cancellation fees, and full refunds up until May 8th. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Are you worried about market volatility and running out of money in retirement? These uncertain times have almost everyone rethinking their retirement. Well, your worry is real, and you're not alone. Hi, Greg Rickoff here, also known as your safe money guy. With 30 years of experience, I can help you. My career is focused on structuring my clients' accounts and policies to ensure that they are much more confident and protected in retirement. Typically, it's pretty simple. I sit down with you, I listen to your plans, expectations, and dreams, and customize a plan to achieve those goals and dreams. Along the way, I provide you the detail and transparency you both expect and deserve. Set up your complimentary no-obligation consultation today at YourSafeMoneyGuy.com. That's YourSafeMoneyGuy.com. Or call me directly at 952-855-1198. Investment advisor representative of an investment advisory services offered through Royal Fine Management, LLC, a SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance product guarantees are subject to claims paying ability of the issuing company. AM 1280, The Patriot is...